Hi, I am David Duckler, the founder of Verdant Tea, and you are listening to our very first podcast, Episode 1, The Origins of Tea. I really fell in love with tea and tea culture, listening to the farmers tell stories, spending many an afternoon sipping tea in the tea fields, and listening to them talk about folklore, origins of tea, etc. Realized that I needed to honor that oral tradition and extend it into the realm of the podcast. And what better way to start than to begin with the origins of tea. I've been to many different tea fields and listened to many different tea farmers tell this story, and everybody has their own story completely. The first story that most people might tend to talk about is um, the story of Shannong. Shannong, the culture and folk hero of China, is known not only for discovering tea, but for discovering agriculture and many other uh, elements of Chinese culture. Now, he discovered first, and interestingly, that boiling water made it safe. And he actually mandated that everybody boil their water before they drink it. This is considered potentially to be one of the main reasons that the population in China was much higher at an early time in history than the population of Europe, because people were drinking water that was not uh, filled with parasites or bacteria. So he's sitting in his garden listening to somebody play music, there's beautiful flowers in the background, and he's boiling his water, or he's having a servant boil his water. The wind picks up just slightly, and who knows where it came from, but a few tea leaves uh, were carried by the wind, and they fell into his cauldron as it was boiling. Nobody noticed, so the leaves are in this water, boiling and boiling and boiling, And finally, they go to draw water from the cauldron, and it's this dark greenish-brown color. Now, most emperors would probably uh, punish the servant, be mad, have the water reboiled. But Shen was a really curious guy. He thought it was pretty cool. So he said, I'm going to try this. And he takes a bowl, sips it, and finds it wonderful. It's invigorating. Imagine, this is humankind's first experience with caffeine. So he's sitting in the garden on a lazy afternoon, and suddenly he is wired, running around the garden, telling all of his courtiers, telling all of his um, attendants to try this tea stuff. And suddenly everybody is laughing and having a great time. This is the first story of how tea came to be, but um, it doesn't have quite the dramatic edge as one of my favorite stories of how tea began, which also involves Emperor Shennong. This is really a great one that I heard from uh, farmers in Laoshan village in Shandong province up north. So they say Shandong was also known for discovering um, cures to all kinds of diseases. He compiled the first compendium of herbal knowledge, which is still used today in the countryside in some form. And he did this by wandering around the forests, picking every single thing he saw and eating it, uh, which you can imagine is kind of a dangerous occupation. Some people said he actually had a clear stomach, so he would eat some leaf, look down at his stomach, and see what was actually happening to him. Whether or not that's true, um, he did go around trying lots of different herbs. Of course, if you try a lot of herbs, some of them are going to be poisonous. And the day did come when Emperor Shunnong tried something, probably some toxic mushroom, and uh, it was killing him. So he was lying on the forest floor, and he had his compendium of 
medical knowledge in one hand, and he was dying. And he thought, at least I have discovered all these great medicines, and I can help the people live longer. Well, sure enough, it's that magical wind picking up again, and the wind blows a few tea leaves into his hand, outstretched on the ground. He takes this as a sign and realizes that he has to eat these tea leaves. So he puts the tea leaves in his mouth, chews them up, and immediately feels better. Uh, Magical cure. And he goes around uh, telling everybody about the health benefits of tea and how wonderful it is. So those are the two Chinese stories of how tea came to be. But it's always fun to share just another perspective, just so you can see the incredible variations in the oral tradition of Chinese tea. A really fun story is the Buddhist story, um, which I haven't seen very often, but a good Buddhist friend who has devoted himself to tea told this to me. Um, Avalokiteshvira, who was uh, a disciple of Buddhism and spread Buddhism to China according to these stories, Apparently, he goes to China, and remember, China is this Taoist country. So, um, at the time, there were Taoist magicians, people were practicing levitation, they were trying to shoot fire out of their eyes and stuff like that. And the emperor, he's happy with Taoism, because these Taoist guys are giving him all kinds of great potions, and helping him live longer, and telling his fortune. And So imagine, you're the emperor of China. This Buddhist guy comes up to you, he's got just basic peasant's garb on and an alms bowl, and he says, I've got the religion for you. This is the one you want. So you ask him, so what's Buddhism all about? He says, well, essentially you have to give up all of your worldly possessions and devote yourself to uh, a life of escaping the entrapments of the mortal world. You think... I'm the emperor of China. Why would I do that? I've got everything I need. I've got gardens and money and beautiful things all over the place. So the emperor laughs and says, that's super cute. You know, why don't you go around and talk to people about that? I'm sure they'll think it's really fun. And Avalokiteshvara says, well, no, you have to be Buddhist. It's the only way. And the emperor laughs. Uh, He doesn't think of this guy as too much of a threat. So he says, all right, yeah, that's fine. How about this? Why don't you have a contest with my Taoist priests and we can see who wins because they can shoot fire and I bet they'll beat you. So Avalokiteshvara says, no, no, that's not what Buddhism is about. We don't do fire shooting, but we are about discipline. We are about control over physical states. I can show you that you will have perfect control over your body And then it'll give you control over your country as a result through meditation. Emperor says, now that sounds kind of interesting. What have you got up your sleeve? And Avalokiteshvara says, I can meditate for nine years without falling asleep. Emperor says, oh, that sounds really fun. Let's give it a try. I will set you up with a room and you can meditate for nine years and we'll see what happens. If you can do it, I'll be Buddhist. Well, the emperor didn't know it was coming to him. Um, Avalokiteshvara meditated for seven years. Emperor was getting nervous, but luckily for him, after seven years, Avalokiteshvara sadly fell asleep. You can imagine how angry he was at himself when he woke up. He was so upset. 
he swore he would never fall asleep again, and he tore off his own eyelids, flung them to the ground. And when the eyelids touched the ground, the tea plant sprang up. So goes the story. Avalokiteshvira took it as a sign, of course, um, that this was a gift from the Buddhist gods. And he ate the tea leaves, and suddenly he was super caffeinated, and the caffeine allowed him to finish a full nine-year term of meditation. The emperor had to live up to his bargain, converted to Buddhism, and such is the story from the Buddhist tea farmers as to how Buddhism spread to China and as to how tea began. Next time, I'm going to talk a little bit about tea and humility, talking about a friend I met who may potentially be both uh, a nosy taxi driver and a modern-day tea sage, and I'm going to share a little bit about the secret story of what true white tea is. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to sharing more stories soon.